0: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Revoid. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
1: You are listening to About Progress. This is episode 248. Ways to boost your productivity as a busy mom with Brittany Hanks from Homegrown Traditions. A few years ago, I really feel like I was at a different stage in motherhood. All my kids were pretty young and not super independent yet. They could play a lot on their own, but mommy needed to be nearby at all times. And this is when I felt probably the most lost in motherhood because it felt like every day was a groundhog day. Whatever I did in a single day had to be redone the next day, if not the same time or even or the multiple times within the same day. I know that many of you can relate, but even when our kids are grown, they're not gonna be all the same. This means that we simply face different times of productivity and ways to be productive in different seasons of our motherhood lives. So how can we still work on boosting our productivity so that we are not just spinning our wheels all the time so it doesn't always feel like the groundhog day that I experienced years ago? Brittany Hanks from Homegrown Traditions is on the show to teach us how to do just that. And yes, this is with your specific season in mind. If you are already discounting yourself from listening to this episode because you do not think you are in a season of productivity, take heart because this will still apply to you. And if you are now in a place where you are ready for more, you are going to learn some practical ways to boost your own productivity. Before we officially dig in, I just want to state the obvious. This is a very strange and weird time in our history and in the world. We are in the midst of getting hit with the COVID-19 virus. And most of us that are listening are currently being quarantined in home or trying to keep social distance from people. And it's, it's a weird time where we are not fully being able to be as productive as we wanted to be. Brittany and I know this. This episode is still largely geared to what we hope to face soon, which is our normal day to day lives. But we are also careful to ensure that what we talk about today is applicable in the here and now. So if you are like us and you are being safe by staying home and life has thrown a lot of punches at you that you were not prepared for, you're in good company, we are here for you, and this episode should still be something that gives you the boost you need to be productive in ways that are valuable for the here and now. Welcome to About Progress. I am your host, Monica Packard, and I don't want you to just listen to this show. I want it to change you. This community of progressors empowers women to take on radical growth via sustainable changes. Are you motivated and ready to grow in your identity, purpose, and productivity? You can when you remember that life is about progress, not perfection. A few announcements for you first. This is the final week to enroll to Podcast You. This is short for Podcast University, my online podcasting school with my dear friend and business partner, Rachel Nilsson of the 3 and 30 Takeaways for Moms podcast. We have two courses with Podcast You How to Start a Podcast, Podcasting 101, and How to Grow Your Podcast, which is Podcasting 201. We have poured everything we know into these two courses together, and we want to pass on all that we've learned to you. Our primary goal is to help busy moms learn how to start and grow their own podcasts. If you have been thinking for a while about starting your own, or you know someone who is, make sure you go check out podcastu.co to sign up before April 1st when the doors close. I know that most of us who are listening are currently trying to learn how to homeschool our own kids. And even as a former teacher myself, I have found this to be a surprisingly hard uphill battle. If you're in the same boat as me, I want to again remind you about this incredible service that I have used and paid for since September, and it's called Revolution Math. This is for elementary-aged kids who need a boost in their math. Revolution Math is an online tutoring program led by certified teachers to groups of four or fewer kids. And luckily for us, they have extended more times during the what used to be normal school day to help make sure that your kids don't fall behind. My oldest daughter is enrolled and we do it every week. We pay for it with our own money, like I told you, and we never, ever miss it because it has helped her so much, not only with her skills, but with her confidence with math. You can still get your first month free by using the code ABOUTPROGRESS, one word, all caps, About Progress to get a whole month free. And you do pay $1 to pay for shipping for your new student enrollment kit that comes in the mail. If there's ever a time to try Revolution Math, now is it. Go to revolutionmath.com and use the code ABOUTPROGRESS to get your first month free it's time to dig into the interview with Brittany. I want to remind you at the end of every single interview I do, I share my new progress pointers with you. And that's so you don't have to take notes. You can get access to these by signing up for our Go Getter newsletter by going to aboutprogress.com slash gogetter. And every single week it arrives in your email for free. And at the end of the month, all of the progress pointers from the month prior are included in a special email for you. Let's do this.
2: So I'm Brittany Hanks. I am a mom of four kids. We live in North Carolina and I have a business called Homegrown Traditions where I share content that helps moms simplify and focus on what is essential in their life and um, be more productive, spend quality time with their kids and family and um, really just enjoy
1: motherhood. Well, I think you are a go-getter to the core. And that's something I so love about you. But I also admire your systems and your efficiency and how you make life more simplified than it needs to be, which I think is why you're able to be the go-getter that you are. And we're here to talk about that today because recently you did a stories on just how to be productive as a busy mom and how to do things on your own and And make sure your kids, you know, your kids can be around while you're doing things. And maybe you don't have to wait for a partner or spouse to help you do other things too. Um, But you also added, and this is the part that I really loved, that with each different season of motherhood, it entails different realities to being productive. So we're going to unpack all of that. How to be productive and boost your productivity as a mom within the season you are at as a mom. So let's just start, though, by saying, you know, where are you at right now? What season are you in right now with your own productivity as a mom?
2: So I've got four kids, like I mentioned, they're 12, 9, 7, and 5. So pre-virus, I had three kids yeah. in school, um, full time. So COVID-19, which is the virus I'm talking about. Now we're all kind of homeschool self, you know, quarantined, all this kind of thing has changed everything. But previous to that, um, I had three kids in school full time and then my youngest is five. And so he is in preschool, which he goes to for three hours every morning. And I feel like in stages of motherhood, things kind of change and adjust so gradually over time that you sometimes don't even notice that there's like a huge shift In just what you're doing on a day-to-day basis, or even like an hour-by-hour basis, or a minute-by-minute basis. And when I was um, on Instagram sharing different projects I was working on, um, that particular project, when I was talking about productivity, I was kind of tackling tackling this uh, closet organization in my house, and I was, you know, taking out all the shelves and painting it and putting in new shelves, and it was it turned out to be kind of a big project, and I was getting all of these messages like, what are your kids doing when you're doing this? Are they just watching a movie? Do you have a nanny? Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like I wish I could tackle something like this, but I've got like two toddlers and a baby who are Mm -hmm. just constantly needing my attention. And I quickly realized, oh, you know, these moms who are young moms with toddlers and babies are assuming that they should be able to tackle a project like this when they're and they're feeling guilty that they can't or they're feeling like what's wrong with my situation that I can't tackle something like this. And so it, so I addressed it and it was amazing to get the responses from people just saying, okay, I'm so happy to hear, like, I I knew that your kids were older, but I didn't really think about just the difference in situations that you're Mm -hmm. in the different, the different stage of life that you're in. Cause my kids are, you know, since my youngest is five and a half, my kids are very independent. They can get their own food, like they're, on a normal day in school, the older ones for seven hours a day. And my youngest is, you know, in school for three hours a day. So that's a huge chunk of time that I have to be at home getting stuff done. And of course there's the, you know, normal tasks like grocery shopping and cleaning and stuff like that, that everyone has to do. But when I was in that phase of young motherhood, where I had toddlers who were constantly needing attention and entertainment and a baby who um, needs even more, I was not tackling projects like that. Or if I was, it was taking weeks instead of a couple days.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, okay. So I just thought it was interesting that sometimes even though, even though we know that people are in different stages, we sometimes don't identify it as that. And we kind of hold ourselves to the same productivity standards that we may see them doing. Um, instead of acknowledging that, oh, I am not in that same stage of life. I shouldn't expect that I have, you know, that same amount of time or ability to get stuff done as someone who's like a little bit further along or has older kids or even someone who has help or, um, you know, doesn't have to do kind of all like the housework that I have to do or whatever it may be.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think our biggest takeaway right from the get-go is to respect the season you're in and your own limitations Absolutely. that come with that. But at the same time, we also want to encourage the moms out there to be willing to push towards more when it matters to them Mm -hmm. and when they know that it's time or whether it's a system they need to tackle or a thing to organize or even making time for themselves, it's okay to also know when it's time to push for more. So before we dig into some ways that they can actually do that and boost their productivity regardless of their season... I do want to just say, like, what do you think about this? Is there a way to simultaneously honor the season we're in and still push for more? Absolutely.
2: And as I've been thinking about like different things that I've tackled and worked on and projects, even when I was a young mom, I think it's just my personality to be some like I'm I'm a fin- I'm a doer, but I'm also like a finisher, and I think that is because there's so much. Um, I, I get a lot of like pleasure from finishing something like finishing a project. Cause I think it's easy to just start a project and then you get distracted with something else and you start something else. Mm-hmm. And if you're never finishing a project that you begin, then you don't get that rewarding feeling of like, okay, I set out to do something and I did it. Mm-hmm. And I think you're able to even feel more productive when you just like push through and actually get something done, um, start to finish. And I think at whatever stage of motherhood you are, whether you have very little time, or whether you have a lot of time, or you're an empty nester, or, you know, whatever stage you're in, I think it is important to still tackle projects that you want to do to not feel so overwhelmed and like, well, this is just my stage of life, I can't do anything except care for kids. Um, You may feel that that's your reality. But I think that's when it's important to still have things that you're excited about and still have little projects and and be real, be realistic about them, you know, realize that, okay, this might take me longer than I wish it did because I don't have as much time to devote to it right now. I have to do it in really small pieces, but you can still get that feeling of productivity and being able to start a project and finish it at whatever stage of life you're in. If you just kind of set about it in the right way, right way and have realistic expectations.
1: Okay. I love this because it's so true for me. I I hear from women all the time in my progress program. It's my coaching program. And they talk a lot about their struggle to finish things. And we've been Uh trying to tackle that. But what you're saying here is everything. It's focusing on finishing. And with that, that also entails limiting how much you're putting on your plate which yeah. is something that's come up all month long. We've been talking about productivity is basically prioritizing what really matters. Mm-hmm. And so if you, maybe you're at a stage where you can only have one separate thing on your list, or you're at yeah. a stage where you can have many projects or things you're tackling or work or whatever you are doing, just respect the season, but also focus on finishing. And that way you feel productive.
2: Yeah, exactly. I think also allowing yourself to, finish a project, even if you get frustrated in the middle of it, even if it takes longer than you thought that it would, um, you're able to feel that productivity and you're able to realize, okay, I did that, you know, even if it's not 100% exactly how I wanted it to be, or even if I had some stumbling blocks along the way, I think it's important to finish because it's not until you're done and looking back that you're able to have that feeling of, okay, I did that, I set out to do it and I did it. And even though I got frustrated, even though some Mm -hmm. things didn't go right, you know, I'm done with that project. Maybe I'll return to it later and like fix some things that didn't go perfectly about it. Um, But I wouldn't rob yourself of that feeling of finishing, you know, like especially Mm -hmm. because I feel like some people will will do something 80 percent and then they either get burned out or they take a break, but they never come back to it. And then you're just feeling like you're constantly working on projects, but you're never actually completing anything. Mm-hmm. So for sure, a big emphasis on just finishing something out, even if it's not perfect.
1: Yeah, done is better than perfect. And I am also Absolutely. glad that you mentioned that also means making time for yourself and ways that might not seemingly look productive. I mean, what maybe that's cross-stitching. Like, is that going yeah. to be something that quote unquote looks productive, but it still lends itself to something that's going to give you the energy you need to be A happy and healthy and proactive mom, then that is productive. Even if it's sitting on the couch and reading a book, make time for that. Yeah.
2: And that's where you have to make sure you're not comparing as well with other people's, you know, quote unquote productivity. For some for some people it may be like building a dining room table, someone who loves woodworking, and you may think, Oh my heavens, to be productive, I need to be building my own furniture. <laughs> yeah. But it looks so yeah. different for everyone, right? Definitely. And I love how you said just finishing a book. Like, and and to me, I actually do feel very productive when I finish a book because I'm not a huge reader. And so I've tried I've gotten more into reading recently, and I do feel very productive. Like mm. I have a sister-in-law who just will read you know, like 30 books a month. And I love wow. that, but I am not big into reading. And so when I can finish one book a month, I like feel like I'm on top of the world. <laughs> so yeah. I do think it's important to to not compare your productivity um, with what someone else's might look like.
1: Mm-hmm. Because that's what gives us life. Um, so let's move yeah. into some practical ways that women can boost their productivity as moms. Yeah. So this part I'm excited about because I think
2: there are so many ways that you can be productive and feel productive in any stage of life. And I heard a while ago, I wish I remember where I heard this originally, but um, it was to do one thing each day that won't be undone. Hmm. Um, And especially as a busy mom, I love the principle of that because so things that get undone that you do every day, doing the dishes, cooking for your family, doing laundry, cleaning, like all of those things are like groundhog day things, right? Yes. Like you clean the kitchen, but then 30 minutes later, it's a mess again. You do the laundry, <laughs> the next day, the hampers are filled again. So mm-hmm. it's difficult to feel productive in some of those mundane tasks mm-hmm. because they take up so much time, but they're never done. Mm-hmm. So even though those things need to be done and it is important to do those um, and it takes up a lot of time, I love the idea of trying to do one little thing every day that's not going to be undone. So some examples of things that aren't going to be undone are hanging a picture on the wall that you've mm. had leaning up against the wall in that spot for two months. You know, you hang it up. That's not going to get undone. That's up. The picture is up now. You've accomplished something. Every time you see that, you think, I hung that picture up. Yeah. Um, Writing in your journal, if you struggle with, you know, journaling, and that's something that's on your to do list, you really want to take some time to do that. If you, if you take time to, you know, just write a single page in a journal, that's something that's not going to be undone, you're always going to have that journal entry. Um, Organizing one single drawer in your kitchen. I did that yesterday. And it was something that I had been wanting to tackle forever. And there's so many little projects that you see, and you're like, Oh, some at some point, I need to get to that drawer. At some point, I need to hang that picture at some point, I need to do this or that. Um, so trying to just tackle one little thing every day that's not going to get undone, at least not for a while, um, taking items to a donation center, going through cords. That's one thing that we just did. We had these two like huge boxes of old cords that finally I just sat down with my husband and I'm like, we are going through these cords. Like there are cords in here that we don't even know what they belong to, what we do with them. We have nothing with this brand. Um, And so we went through all our cords and it felt so good to just have a huge box at the end that was like, okay, we're going to take these, um, to recycle. And we have just this little, um, pile now of cords that we know we're going to use. So trying to tackle, and maybe even, maybe it's not even once a day, maybe it's once a week that you're Mm -hmm. tackling a project that's not going to be undone. Again, that's going to depend on your phase of life, but I love the principle of trying to, um, along with the things that are constantly getting undone, fitting in something that is not going to get undone will help you feel productive and be productive.
1: Yeah. And it lends some Um, stability to it too, right? It feels like you're more anchored. And yeah, because that's where I got stuck as a a really young mom, you know, with all the little ones who were not independent at all, was just feeling like Mm -hmm. everything I did every day had to be redone the next day, if not the same time. With like within the yep. same day, um, so that that is, I think, what gives us some stability and a sense of confidence and wholeness. Like we, yeah, there are some things that will be a little bit more permanent and last m- longer than five minutes.
2: um and then my second idea is to just break bigger tasks into smaller bites. So mm-hmm. if you have a project that feels overwhelming but you really want to get it done and you're not sure how you're going to get it done, say you want to paint a room, then maybe one week all your your only goal is to, you know, research colors online and just and come up with four that you want to get paint samples for. Mm-hmm. And then the next week your task is to you know, paint those four swatches on the wall and just go and get the paint and get all your painting supplies and, and breaking it down. I think sometimes we get too overwhelmed with the huge project, no matter what it is, and expect ourselves to tackle this big thing in a short amount of time instead of just breaking it up into smaller bites and making it more doable. And I think even um, giving yourself more time there than you even think you need, like Mm -hmm. saying, okay, I'm going to do one of these things each week. And so in a month, I want to have that room painted. And if you end up having more time, then it's like, you're pleasantly surprised and you feel even more productive. But if you're trying to push yourself to the max and say, okay, I'm going to get this done in two days. But if that's totally unrealistic and you're not in a phase of life where that's even possible, then you're going to feel defeated Mm -hmm. when it doesn't happen. Mm. So for sure, breaking down you know bigger tasks into into just smaller bites is going to help you feel like it's actually something that's doable.
1: Yeah, there's this common thread too between everything we've talked about today is not leading into the all or nothing. Really focusing on doing something that's going yeah. to move the needle forward, and that counts every single time, even if it's spread mm-hmm. out way longer than you think it's going to be.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so my next tip is to determine your most energetic time of day and use that time to be productive. Hmm. So there's been so many times in my life when I've tried to put myself in a box of like, yeah. oh, so, so I, I see so who wakes up at 5 a.m. and before her kids even get up, she's you know, exercised and done her scripture study and gotten like breakfast ready for them, cleaned the house. And and I actually have a sister like that, who she's just very productive in the morning and, you know, nine o'clock hits and she's just like dead, like ready for bed, you know, wants to be done with the day. And I've realized as much as no matter how many times I try to myself a morning person, I'm just not, but I am very productive at night. Like I get my kids in bed and some, you know, some people, they get their kids in and they're like, okay, like I'm ready to crash. And that is totally fine. I think you just have to kind of identify the type of person that you are. And it's mm. helped me to kind of just go with my energy, plan your projects around whatever time that is. Mm. And that can be taken into a larger um, context as well that, you know, maybe for, for instance, like in the summer, when my kids are out of school, I just know my pro- productivity is going to be a lot lower. And it's kind of just accepting that. Um, and, and even on a day-to-day basis, sometimes when I want to have a productive time, all my kids are at school. Um, sometimes I do feel really productive and I try to take advantage of that and just go, go, go. And I feel great. And I want to talk the world. And sometimes I want to just sit down and take a nap, just listen to my body and try to determine like, okay, when, when is it that I actually do have the most energy and that I feel excited to tackle projects? And that's the time that instead of like jumping on Instagram or just kind of doing something mindless. Um, When I have the energy to tackle something, I try to take advantage of that and jump into a project instead of trying to like force it on myself in a time when maybe I just need rest.
1: One of the things that I'm thinking about with this is that even when we aren't feeling productive to use that downtime to re-energize ourselves or to replenish ourselves in ways that are actually going to lend more energy later on. So like you talked yeah. about, I, I love Instagram. Um, I don't really love Facebook, you know, but we have our yeah. different zone out things and that can be helpful. I think until a certain extent, like to a certain extent, and then mm-hmm. it's not no longer helpful. It's no longer replenishing. And so even when you have the low energy, I think overall, I help my productivity more when I am making sure that when I I am during my low energy times, I'm actually doing things that still replenish me. So whether that's yeah. going for a walk or reading People magazine, which is not like, mm-hmm. that's probably up to people's Instagram time. But to me, it feels different <laughs> than scrolling. Yeah. Um. Just there's other things we can still do, even do during those low energy times that are going to help us be the people we want to be when we're actually having our energy up and are able to do the bigger sure. things.
2: Yeah. And I think if you know ahead of time yourself well enough to realize, okay, I can go scroll Instagram for a little while or Pinterest or whatever it is, but if I go longer than 15 or 20 minutes, then I start to get into a rabbit hole and I start to look at things that aren't necessarily like motivating me anymore. It's not just my family and friends and accounts I love, like I just get sucked in. And so going in, being aware of that and kind of setting parameters for yourself or having you know, a list of activities, like you said, going on a walk, or maybe baking a treat or calling a friend or whatever it is for you taking a bath, reading a book, um, if you know, ahead of time, what's going to recharge you and help you feel relaxed and ready to jump back into life again, then I think you're, you're going to be better off um, Mm -hmm. in the end as well.
1: I love this. Okay, so recharge in ways that truly replenish you. Um, Anything else yeah. that you had on your list of ways to boost productivity?
2: Yeah, a couple more small things. So my next one is to get help. Hmm. And I think that is one thing that we don't often see of people's lives, especially on social media. We see the projects they're doing. We see the time they're spending with their kids sometimes. We see, you know, vacations are going on and, and not that everyone needs to show every part of their lives. But I think what we're sometimes naive about is that thinking is thinking people are doing it all Mm -hmm. and they're definitely not. And I think once you realize that, then you can give yourself more grace and be more realistic. But also if you are really struggling personally with, you know, I don't ever have a break from my kids or I just can't get on top of the house or whatever you're struggling with. I think there are ways to get help that don't even necessarily have to cost you money. I'm not saying you need to go out and get a house cleaner or a nanny. You definitely can do those things if, you know, they're within your budget and if and and, you know, we just recently got someone to come and clean our house like every other month and it spent a total game changer. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is amazing. Like I feel like this is such a service to me. Why did it take me so long to do this? Like yes. I'm so much more productive because I don't have to do the like really deep cleaning. And I think it's it's good to um Like, admit that you need help if you do. And when I was a young mom, usually that help looked like um, trading kids with another mom. Mm -hmm. Or after, when my kids would go to um, preschool two or three days a week, and if we had friends in that preschool, we would switch off having one of the moms take both kids after preschool and keeping them for a few hours just so that we could each have one day that was, like, five hours where we could just run errands and, you know, clean the house or do whatever we needed to do. So whatever you feel like is most stressful for you, whether it's, you need a break from kids, you need help. I think there's ways that you can get help, um, and allow yourself to tackle some of those projects or do some of those things that really renew your spirit and help you feel like you can pursue some of your own interests in a way that works, your family so Mm -hmm. just finding figuring out what that is for you
1: yeah this is so key and to get creative about it it doesn't like you said have to demand money it can involve you know trading and bartering and taking turns and all of those Uh things and even just you know speaking up to your spouse if you're lucky to have one or someone else in your family or a neighbor there's always a way to get help
2: yeah for sure And then my last um, idea, and this is kind of (laughs) maybe a funny one, but it's one that is also kind of fun and rewarding. And I wouldn't have done this were I not like a content creator on Instagram and my blog. But I think it's so fun to time lapse a project that you're working on. Oh, And I've heard this from so many people that like, they're not sharing it online or anything. I share mine online because that's my business. But it is so fun to time-lapse something, like set up your camera, put on the time-lapse, even if it's like cleaning your kitchen. I Mm -hmm. I love seeing yours, Monica, when you're like, I'm going to time-lapse clean my house. And like, it's so fun to watch. And I'm like, why are you watching people like clean their house in like, (laughs) you know, in sped up. But it is because you're able to see when you're in the moment, you're like, okay, I'm not really making much progress here. Like this is taking so long or even Mm -hmm. like painting a room or putting up wallpaper or even just like organizing your kids toys or books on a shelf. Like it's really a fun exercise to time lapse it and then be able to go, go back and look and see in 30 seconds time, you know, something that maybe took you an hour, but you're like, oh, like the before and after of that really is a big difference. Like I actually did accomplish something there and that you, you can just kind of see it visually more easily than when you're in it. So it's
1: kind of a fun exercise. It's really motivating, strangely, too, when you know you're on camera. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to stay focused so I don't get distracted like I normally can when I'm cleaning one room and I go to the clean the other halfway through and the other halfway through. It keeps you on target, which I really love. Brittany, these have all been such incredible tips. Thank you. Let's just talk one more about one more thing that I know is going to come up for everybody. Right now, we are living this, we are in the middle of COVID 19 virus. Um, But we wanted to record this episode to help people no matter where they're at. And hopefully we'll be past this soon. Um, But not everything's going to go according to plan. And some days, even when you have the best intentions, the best plans, and you've taught your kids certain independent skills, all of that is in in play. Things still do not go well. And I wanted to know when those days happen for you, and sometimes they're longer than days, sometimes they're weeks and months, what do mm-hmm. you do to get recentered and how are you able to handle it yeah it's definitely
2: an interesting time that we find ourselves all in i always joked that i would never be a homeschool mom by choice and and this isn't my choice but I, all of a sudden i am a homeschool mom mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah i think we're all just taking it one day at a time and trying to figure it out but but it it kind of does come back to a lot of the things that we've already talked about as far as I still just have this desire to feel like I'm accomplishing something and like every day isn't Groundhog Day. And my productivity now is a lot less because my kids are home, you know, all day, every day as everyone's are. Mm -hmm. And so we just don't, you know, our lives look very different and a lot of it just feels like survival mode. Um, But I think what I've, I mean, we're only a week in really a little bit over a week. And one thing that's helped me is, just finding, being productive in teaching my kids little things that I've always like wanted to teach them, but didn't have time to teach them. Like I um, taught my kids how to embroider um, a couple days ago, like with okay. an embroidery hoop and mm-hmm. and to see them finish pro- projects and like start something and finish it and be productive is really rewarding um, for me. But it's also just making time for myself which is really hard like I'll just go for a drive by myself or my husband mm-hmm. and I will go for a walk around the block and um I think it's still important even in times like this to set little goals for yourself to make time for yourself and to just have a lot of grace <laughs> for yes. you for yourself for everyone around you for your kids mm-hmm. like it's hard for them too I think it's yeah, it's 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 having grace for yourself and others and, and still finding little ways to complete little projects at home, even if it's just, you know, organizing that junk drawer that you've never had time to get to.
1: Definitely. And this is where we talk about the third door. You know, there's always more options. Don't just only do mm-hmm. an either or. There there are more options. There are mo- more ways to be productive and There are more ways to recharge and all of this. This has just been such a helpful conversation for me. And I know that it's going to help so many people and they want to know more about how they can connect with you. So can you tell them where they can go and find you, Brittany? Yeah, so
2: I'm on Instagram. Uh, My handle is at Traditions. And I have a blog as well, which is homegrowntraditions.com. But you'll find me primarily on Instagram stories. I try to show up there every day and mm-hmm. share what we're doing, share tips for activities to do with your kids, recipes, um, all sorts of stuff like that. So,
1: mm-hmm. and come I find love me there. them because they're so practical and doable and, and ways that I feel like you look like a superhero, but also someone that I can can I can follow what you're doing? Um, You deliver things. So, so um, I keep saying practical, but there really is no other way to say it. It's just always doable. And I so appreciate that as a mom. So thank you so much for doing that. And for being here with us today. We so appreciate it, Brittany. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me what a jam-packed episode. I really am sure this gave you the hug and kick in the pants you needed at the same time to grow. We are going to share our progress pointers for you, but before we do that, if this episode was helpful for you, I would adore it if you could take a screenshot of it on your phone and share it with friends or family on social media. And if you do, make sure you tag me at Progress so I can see it and say hi and thank you. Here are the progress pointers for this episode. Number 1, respect the season you are in and its limitations. Number 2, focus on finishing so you can get the reward, and that entails narrowing down to what really matters for you right now. Number 3, value what makes you feel productive. Four, these are the ways to boost your productivity, and we're going to go through these with letters instead of numbers. A, do one thing each day that won't get undone or each week. B, break bigger tasks down into smaller bites. C, a lot more time than you think you will need. D, determine your most energetic time of day and use that period of time to be the most productive. E, recharge in ways that truly replenish you. F, get help and get creative about getting that help. G, Put on a time lapse on your phone for a certain project you are trying to conquer, even if it's cleaning your kitchen. And finally, number five, in times of unpredictable chaos, find small goals to conquer, make time for yourself, and give yourself a lot of grace. You can again find Brittany at Homegrown Traditions on Instagram, and we will link to all things Brittany in our show notes, which you can find on our website as well by going to aboutprogress.com slash podcast. Now I told you about Prenda Schools. Actually, after I made that ad myself, I went and enrolled and it's a hundred dollars for an entire family. So if you aren't sure about it, still to go check it out. And they do have an application process for scholarships as well. The site is home.prenda.school.com. All right, everybody, I hope that you know I am thinking so much about you. And yes, these are hard times, but these are also the times that make us who we really are. I know that when I look back on this time of history, that I'll be able to say that this is what made me the person that I am. And I hope the same for you. If you are needing a little bit of a boost beyond this episode, go back and listen to last week's growth spurt, where I talk about how to stay strong. We can do this. We can do this together amidst all the chaos. And I know you can hear my kids in the background and we're just going to do this anyway. We can stay strong together. Take care, everybody. And remember that life is about progress, not perfection.